0: This Hope podcast brought to you by the Centre for Public Christianity, promoting the Christian faith in Australia's public media. Visit publicchristianity.org today. And the Oscar goes to And the Oscar goes to can say. Please be kind, especially when we don't know what's going on.
1: So there we Movies are dreams, that you never forget. Welcome to The Watch List. We promised today that we have not been taken over by artificial (laughs) intelligence. Yes, we have not. Well, maybe. Maybe (laughs) just a little. Hey, hey! This is Russ Matthews from Real Dialogue. We thought we'd have a little fun because we're going to be talking about artificial intelligence today. Mm-hmm. And my favorite co-host is here with me. How are you doing today, Laura?
0: I am well. I love your glasses. I'm mine, mine are far more boring and way, way less. Uh, yeah, computer generated.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> they, oh yeah, totally the CGI. Yeah, that's what we're we're totally going for. Well, if you haven't kind of got it, we are talking about artificial intelligence today, uh, primarily not just because it's been in the media so much, but On top of it, we're going to be talking about The Creator. The Creator is the latest film in in cinemas right now. And it's it's all about robots and artificial intelligence. But I think it has a lot more to say. I can't wait to kind of talk with you about this, Laura. And Mm. I probably will kind of start this off by saying there might be a few spoilers. We won't spoil the whole thing, but it's kind of hard not to talk about some of the big subject matter Mm. that comes through this film. But I'd like to start off, though, Hey, you know what? There's been a lot of films over the years about artificial intelligence, robots and all that sort of thing. Do you have any sort of favorites or maybe this movie just kind of spurred on some of your favorites that you've thought of over the years?
0: Yeah, I think this d- movie does really like spur you to think about some of the the conversations that we've had for so many years around artificial intelligence, whether it's your Blade Runners, whether it's even a cute one like Wall-E, right? <laughs> and these kind of like these exactly. these stories that inspire us to think about Even if it's just technology with a human lens, that is very much what the creator is bringing to the table as well.
1: Oh, I think so. I think that, I think what this really taps into is what you've been able to see. I think a lot of times we think that artificial intelligence films about artificial intelligence or robots is all about the robot bots is all about CGI or or the special effects. But really, I found that with most of the films, because some of my favorites, I do have like Blade Runner has to definitely be one of my favorites hands down. But I also think I look at Philip K. Dick's other work of say Minority Report Mm. that really taps into the The fear that many of us have, but yet the yearning we want to have that assistance, to have that extra help that comes through artificial intelligence and Mm -hmm. robots. But I honestly think that a lot of it kind of starts to push us towards the idea of what is humanity. Mm -hmm. I think that, I mean, we'll even kind of get into this probably a little bit more in the creator itself, but I don't know what what your thoughts are, but I mean, because I love, Philip K. Dick um, is one of those guys, he's passed away now, but some of his books have just gone on to be phenomenal. Phenomenal mm. films too, but I think that that's what they kind of tap into in so many ways. What are your thoughts?
0: Well, they do. Even though, even though that that term artificial intelligence, it's become something that we just throw away so easily now. AI, this, AI, that, chat GPT, etc. But in watching even the creator, in thinking of some of these movies, it I did take a minute to go, yeah, artificial intelligence. What are we really meaning mm. when we're talking about that? When we oh. have an intelligence that is not real, that is an artificial depiction or creation of intelligence because we use it so often. I don't know if we ever really think about what it means to have an artificial expression of intelligence, and that's the that's one of the lenses I brought to this movie and that increasingly now as I think about some of these other ones we've mentioned, that's now what I'm trying to take into it. What does that really mean when it's not a true intelligence but it's one that has been created artificially?
1: That's right. Oh, see, this shows you Laura Bennett's intelligence. It's like... <laughs> Woo, just take it to a whole new level. That's true. But no, I, I agree with you. I think that, because I've always kind of looked at this, especially with a film called like The Creator, when mankind tries to create something, I always find it interesting when we kind of almost imitate... What we already have. So mm. you look at humanity, we look at the brain, you look at, at what we've been given. If you notice, even so many robots kind of end up looking very human, opposed to actually just kind of looking like robots mm. in, in so many ways. But yet, then we forget too that we're a flawed creation. (laughs) We ourselves are flawed. And so sometimes that actually gets into, and I think that comes through some of these storylines, that many times Mm -hmm. this artificial intelligence has a bug in the system. So within that kind of even looking at even the representation of kind of the sin of humanity, so many times kind of is reflected in our own creation Mm -hmm. that we kind of try and put this in. We think we're going to make it better. I I think that's one of the things that we put onto this, that we're going to somehow make this intelligence better Mm -hmm. than the one that we currently have. But really, in the end, I don't know if it really can't compare to God's creation in, at all. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if we've really gotten there yet. But. And the,
0: the logic of it is, is always puzzling to me because people say that they're afraid of artificial intelligence. Not everybody. Some people are really ready to embrace it. But in the storylines mm. that relate to robots, AI, it's always that they're the next thing that is going to take over from humanity, that they're the next thing that's going to make us outdated. And yet we're the people creating it. So I kind of go, if you're that, has it not occurred to anyone to just not make it? Like, if you really think that it's going to be the thing that, you know, is humanity's demise, we could also not do it. But then on the flip side of that, you have all of the positives and the reason why you want to expand and, you know, explore and pioneer with technologies and stuff. So I totally understand why we do it. But then it's like, let's not, let's not freak out about it being our demise. Or if we do truly think that, not do something about not making it, right? Like, we have the power to not have this quote-unquote enemy if we want to. We literally just could not make it.
1: Exactly. Well, it, it's funny. It kind of brings up another film that we talked about a few weeks ago, Oppenheimer. You know, you kind of go and you're looking at this, these amazing, amazing people, these big brains all going out and what do they do? They make one of the most devastating um, contraptions of all time with the atom bomb. So, the same sort of thing. So, yeah, don't, don't be creating it if you're going to think that we're going to end up fearing it or it's going to cause yeah. a whole bunch of havoc. You know? the people.
0: Making it aren't the ones that think it's going to be destructive unless they're, you know, like the, the evil overlord type people. But it's, I guess it's like that then speaks to humanity's relationship to risk and reward, right? Like, right, we, we do see that there could be some risks, but we're willing to explore and experiment because we think there could also be some kind of benefit to it as well.
1: Oh, yeah, totally. And, and but I think that that's, that's what I love about films like this. I mean, they allow us to kind of, I mean. Uh, We can sit there and talk about, you know, what how's this a reflection of society? But also I love about films that explore these areas is that they're doing it in a space that doesn't exist. It's Hmm. fictional. And so we're allowed to kind of see what someone could... It could be, you know, it could be either positive or negative looking at, I mean, because you could go from, say, like the Terminator, (laughs) which is, you know, maybe the bad side of artificial intelligence. But then you can also look at, you know, some of the positive ones. So you look at like maybe even iRobot or WALL-E, like Mm. you even brought up, where you can see where they they actually are beneficial cuz even in when we look at the creator cuz that's what the intent was mm-hmm. obviously is for these creations these robots these artificial intelligence to actually be a positive thing but i i love the fact that we can explore it and I, mm-hmm. and I, and i find it is for and then for somebody to be able to find an original idea you know that's where why i think we keep going back to say films like the matrix like blade runner where they're going wow that is just quite a vision of what mm. it is and what it could be. Yeah. And what's almost kind of spooky sometimes I find with these films, especially like even a film like artificial intelligence, that They're kind of almost prophetic because in a way sometimes art ends up becoming reality with some of these things because many times people are actually doing some of these things as far as creating some of these um, elements that kind of help to benefit society.
0: Well, there's got to be enough about these movies that feels kind of true or relates enough to true life that you think, oh, this could could happen, right? Like if it didn't feel true enough, people probably wouldn't relate to them in the same way. But let me ask you as well, like as we get into this conversation, are you – In favour of AI, is it something that excites you or are you a little bit more hesitant about some of these developments that we're seeing?
1: Oh, I'm, I'm honestly, I, I probably sit more in the camp. I get excited about it. I mean, I, I look at what benefits, the things that we are able to do. I also, I don't fear it in the sense that I, I can't think of when you, as we, as people go through and even study the human brain and the intricacies of it, we don't even know that we sometimes look at outer space and we want to go to the final, you know, the final frontier as they say, but yet even within the human brain that we haven't even figured out the mapping of that and how to do that. So for us to ever think that it's, they're going to be able to kind of get to that level, I, I don't really fear that, I, at least not in my lifetime. But I think that it's not something that really causes me as much fear Except I think that there are warnings. I think you need mm. to be careful not allowing because it, it's of like the Internet. It's an amoral thing. Mm. It's kind of created with kind of a amorality to it. There's no morality to it. And so but yet in the wrong hands, it actually and that's why you have um, all the different things that are going on on the Internet right now with scams and things like that that are evil or bad. So, I think it's kind of I kind of go down that path. So, personally, I don't I don't necessarily fear it too much. What about you? Yeah.
0: I don't know that I fear I don't have a present fear that the robots are going to come and take over <laughs> us because I I think I lean towards an optimism in the way these kind of technologies would be designed, right? That coming back right. to the fact that we are making them, surely there'd be a a kill switch built in <laughs> that would mean that <laughs> You know, like, like think. as the ultimate, I know, and maybe I'm just naive. Maybe I just aren't, con- I'm not connected enough to the tech nerds that are truly kind of doing this stuff. But part of me goes, there's going to be, like, if humans are making them, there's got to be some ultimate kind of kill switch that allows it all to be, like, switched off. So what, I'm, what I guess what I'm driving at is that <laughs> even if, even if all of this stuff gets developed, there will still be a level where humans have control over it. So... Right. So there's not like this fear that it's going to rise up and do something because there'll be this kind of backstop is what I'm kind of getting at with that. But then when I run the thought of how much we don't know and Mm. that it's like, Again, I'm not like a computer scientist and I don't fully understand the technology behind how it works. So I feel like that's the sort of person that would truly be able to know exactly what the the possibilities are. Like if we, if you have the ability to create some level of artificial intelligence, does that intelligence have the ability to create like the, the way that our brain creates pathways between thoughts and everything like that? Could that piece of technology create similar pathways and end up growing in a way beyond the original ingredients that you put into it, if that makes sense. But well, I have no idea. Sense. And then I also <laughs> come back to the idea that as you've raised from a faith perspective, if you believe in God, if you believe that he created and designed us, any creative capacity we then have as people is from him. You know, we're right. made we're made in his image. Our creative ability to to think, to do everything that we are is somehow housed in who he is. So then if humans have the ability to create a level of artificial intelligence – the creative design that we apply to that is somehow then connected back to the creative abilities that we inherited from God. So if you run that sort of thought, it's like maybe, maybe humans would have the ability to create some kind of human intelligence, but if we do, it's only because we have that because of what God instilled into us. Like it's big thinking.
1: Oh man. And it's, it's the massive. Kind of, my brain is
0: right. And <laughs> it, I just go, yeah, if I run, if I run that thought out, I wonder where it goes. Because Jesus yeah. even says, you know, you'll do greater works than me, right? And if we think about what Jesus did, this is me just theologically spitballing. I don't know. It's like, what kind of works does that, is that like, is that in the way we design and create, is that in the compassion? And as Jesus was talking about the miracles that he did, does that relate to that kind of stuff? Like, where does, where does the buck stop in terms of what things beyond the example of Jesus do we have the capacity to do?
1: Well, I think it's great because, I mean, as we kind of put film through the lens of faith as we talk about that's what I love about this show. I think it is good to clarify, we are not um, computer scientists.
0: (laughs) Just in case anyone wondered, I don't know if that question was coming up in your mind.
1: Yeah, you know, well, I'll Probably didn't come to this podcast to kind of get a whole new insight on artificial intelligence. <laughs> Pretty much, our education—I don't know about you, Laura, but most of mine comes through film. So <laughs> you know, I'm so so so. If I want to kind of go to that, I'm, I definitely don't want to come down as an expert on artificial intelligence in no. any way. In terms um, of this but... subject,
0: it comes through film. <laughs> I and, like high school level biology and science is kind of where I tapped out in terms yeah. of official education around that.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, it's. Well, and this is where it's fun, though. I mean, because I think that we do. We, there is an education that kind of comes through this. I really love where you're kind of going as far as looking at where the expression of, and also even in our created things, the things that we as humanity creates, really kind of points back to the creator, the creator, not the film, the creator, but the creator God that really made us. And so that what we're able to see and understand, it's made more, a lot more, we have more sense made of it once we actually point back to and actually study God and what he's actually given us in this. So I think that our our intelligence, there's a, a great opportunity for us to do, but yeah, we really point back to the key intelligence of, of all the universe, and that would be God. So mm. I think that's great. Cool. Well, hey, how about if we uh, you want to start talking about the other creator, <laughs> the creator of the film, um, kind of looking at that a little bit, because uh, I, I, I can't wait. I've been wanting so long because we got to go see this together, but we didn't get a chance to chat about it. And I think we both kind of came out with kind of different... Views of it, different kind of uh thoughts on it, but I don't know. Do you do you want me to um kind of open Absolutely. it up? Absolutely, yeah,
0: yeah. Give it give us okay. an overview, fill us in on what the creator is about.
1: All right, here we go. So the creator, Gareth Edwards, who'd be known from the Star Wars Rogue One, he was the director and writer of this film, and he sets the whole story back in, in 2065. It's a wars raged between the majority of humanity and the forces of of artificial intelligence. Even though the robots and humans were coexisting and living in harmony, there is a, a disaster that occurs in Los Angeles, and a, a bomb goes off, and it causes a war between these two factions. And of course, this leads to the United States uh, kind of taking on this whole, we're, we're going to be against the robots or against this artificial intelligence. And they kind of come up against the artificial intelligence foes called New Asian Contingent that uh, they're fighting. And it really, the whole story focuses on special. Special forces agent Joshua, who's played by John David Washington, which of course is Denzel Washington's son, and is recruited to rectify the death of his wife and to hunt down the Nermada, And that is the creator of these humanoid life forms. And in so doing, discovers this weapon, this weapon that they've created, but this weapon is in the form of a child. So it's an fascinating kind of one that has a lot of biblical undertones. Mm. Um, So I can't wait to kind of talk about this a little bit, but tell me what your initial reaction was, what you thought of this film.
0: Some of those biblical undertones, I think what really stood out to me at the front, because if we look at, well, first of all, let's look at it as a movie, right? Just as a pure piece of entertainment. I feel like that is maybe where the creator isn't as good as it could be, the way that they piece together the story and how they take you from these big, kind of heady concepts and understanding what this new world is and who these different characters are, what the Namada is and where that fits. They pieced that sort of together, but then how they execute the entire movie, there were moments where I thought, I'm not quite sure I'm understanding how this bit goes with that bit and why it's important that we get from A to B and what you're kind of trying to say. Like there was a, there was a gap between how important they seem to think things were on screen and then how important it feels for you as the audience watching on, trying to connect with the, you know, the the emotional energy of this movie and just the storyline in and of itself. That was probably a little bit weak. But then I really did feel like at the front they set up this understanding of – what they understood artificial intelligence to be. So there was a there was an element where artificial intelligence is a weapon. It's something that's been designed for destruction. It's something that is in their language the next evolution in in mm, uh, in right. of humanity that it's kind of the next step and that we as humans are going to be taking a step back. We're going to now right. be the weak link. And also it brought up the concept quite early on with this Nomada that that artificial intelligence like humanity will have something that it worships, a figurehead, a godhead, Mm, that it sort of sits underneath. And so that all stood out to me quite early on. And then it was the execution of the movie that made it a little bit more fiddly to kind of stick with at times.
1: Yeah, that's right. Oh, I'm right with you. Visually, this thing was amazing. I thought it was stunning. I find that a lot of times with these artificial intelligence films, Or robot films, if you just want to call it that. Um, That's where they struggle is where the CGI and when it kind of connects with humanity and all of a sudden you're going, oh, well, that still looks like a whole bunch of CGI, uh, you know, that's Mm. running across the screen at the humans and they're just kind of on a green screen. Well, this one, I felt like they really blended these together brilliantly, these yep. symbiotes that are kind of part human and part robot and all that. And some of the big ideas that they take on were amazing. I mean, you're, you're taking on heaven, you're taking on racism, you're taking on terrorism, you're taking on all of these big, big ideas And family. I mean, just all all of it is there. But I think that that's where it kind of fell over on itself in the end. uh, It was, it felt kind of like a was here, this is a great story. Oh, let's add this in, let's add this in. Mm. And then, but then unfortunately, they didn't connect them. And so, and then on top of it, the timelines we're kind of all over the place. So the story was hard to follow. You're kind of going, where are we right now? Are we in the past? Are we in the the future? Which I don't mind that. Actually, if it's handled well, I think it's actually really quite, it kind of introduces elements to the story when it's done yeah. well. And I know that this also, I fully will admit this was one of the lower budgeted CGI type films. I mean, that they really went after and what they were able to achieve with the budget that they did receive was incredible. Mm. But I think, what hurts it, a lot of times is when there's not a great story being told, and unfortunately, I think they tried to just take on way too much mm. uh, in a for a very short film. They added so many different things in, you kind of lost the plot. Mm. Where are we at? What do we? What's going on? Mm. And <laughs> okay, I'll just fess up to it. <laughs> Honestly, one of the things I, I had to kind of pull back a little bit. I got a little too patriotic for, for my <laughs> uh, my birthland. Um, as far as you know, all of a sudden America being the uh being the, the primary villain was kind of like, Oh, what's going mm-hmm. on? But then I kind of pulled back as I value the storyline. So okay, yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's okay but- for
0: America to be the bad guy sometimes. They're throwing it all on its head, right? But <laughs> but but it's interesting you do bring that up because one of the things this movie did that was a little bit unusual was they didn't have at times a clearly defined bad guy. Like, yes, it was America, but then, but then sometimes not. Sometimes the AI are the bad guys and then you've got sometimes these other characters that it's like we're going to put you as the villains in this. And it wasn't always clear exactly who it was you were supposed to feel was like – you know, the representative of good on screen. Like John David Washington, his character is clearly the central figure. And so he's kind of the one that you're wanting to back, the one that you're wanting to get behind. But then, even whether he is a goodie or a baddie, or right. whether he is totally grounded in a, a, a good sense of morality as he's making his different decisions, that kind of goes back and forth a little bit as well. So you're not always, I felt like I wasn't always exactly sure of who was meant to have my emotional allegiance. Throughout this storyline,
1: well, and that's the other other challenge for me was, I mean, okay, so the United States contingent were anti AI, we're coming up against the robots, but what do we do to defeat them or try to defeat them? AI. I mean, so I'm like going for them to use the contraptions that they had and all these different things. You're going, oh, mm. uh, this is very hypocritical. I, I don't yeah. quite get what what the point. You're kind of are talking out of both sides of your mouth here. Mm. So I mean, are we what what are we really up against? Now I, I will come back to it real quick. As far as a positive for me um, was the little girl that played Alfie. So Madeline Yuna, um Bullis is her name. Man, she was incredible. I I just really thought that she was the heart of the film. But mm. again, I think they kind of lost that every once in a while. And so all of a sudden you're going, oh, where, um, am I for her? Wait a minute. No, am I not again mm. for her? Is she the bad guy? I don't know. But she was an incredible little force. And I thought that she, I wish they had leaned in a little bit mm. more on that to a certain point. Because she was just um, captivating. And I just really enjoyed whenever she was on screen and whenever she was kind of a central part of the film. Mm. But overall, I, I thought that it was... Uh, the, the thing that really stood out for me, especially when we're looking at doing things on the watch list, were the big ideas. The big ideas that come from this. If you don't walk out talking about some of the bigger ideas that mm. you've already introduced in this whole podcast from this film, I think you've really kind of missed the whole point of the movie. So, yeah. I mean, what were some of the biggest talking points? What were the things that really grabbed you or you thought either they did well or maybe mm. needed some better answers?
0: One thing that really stood out to me, rather, was how much they were trying to say, and whether this was something I took away or was intentional from them, I'm not sure, but the way that artificial intelligence would be designed in the image of man, in the way that we as people, if you believe that God created us, we are made in his image. If we as people then create artificial intelligence and robots and everything like that, we are then making this in our image. And so it brought up, the creator really brings up some of the qualities that would then mean that these robots, that these symbiotes have. And because it's a movie and because they're using real people as the faces of these robots, which is one of the distinctions with the creator, it's not like, you know, a a robot face. It's actually a human face combined with robotics. Exactly, You are getting a tangible sense of the human emotion, the human identity with it, which is very clever because you can then, as they bring up concepts of a robot wondering if it's good or bad, if it's going to heaven or this sorts of stuff, because you're seeing that with your human face, you can believe for a minute that artificial intelligence may have that thought process, that it may consider its beginning and its end and the consequences of its action. Right. But then that need, probably in the context of it being made by humans, comes because we have that need, right? Like right. we as people have a a longing to ask that question of, why am I here? Does what I'm here doing matter? Where am I going to end up after I'm here? Is there life beyond this place? Like all of these big fundamental human questions are then transposed onto the, the life of the artificial intelligence- exactly. Because exactly. of the fact that we made it. And then there there is also a key scene. For me, it was also like that was really a big thing. And to think that if we make a robot, will it have insecurities? Will it have identity crises? Will it, you know, <laughs> yeah. all that stuff that it's like because, as you said earlier, we have a, a broken aspect to who we are, that's going to be put on to anything we then make. But then also they seem to be really, even in the name itself, the creator, they seem to be really focusing on, what kind of uh, uh, what kind of thing artificial intelligence would worship, and that it would have this mm. need to have a greater intelligence than it? And there's even a scene where the robots are talking about who their savior might be. And their need for freedom, like these big things. And I thought, I wonder, like, I wonder what the filmmaker's intention was in doing that. Are they trying to point, is that trying to be a connection between humans' needs and that being transposed onto these robots? Or are they trying to say that whether we, you know, whether we're human or otherwise, everything on earth has some kind of sense of there being more, has some kind of need to be boundless. In what right. is possible for us?
1: Well, actually, I love what you bring up because it's it, these are just all these big biblical ideas as well. You know, I mean, because Jesus even talks about even if you or it talks about the fact that even if you don't praise me, the rocks will scream out. You know, so it's kind of looking at the fact that I know that that was kind of my own translation. That's Russ Matthews' translation. But what we're able to see and what you're what you're saying is that it's almost impossible for us, us to create something, especially that has an intelligence to it that doesn't obviously think of the concept of there being something bigger beyond just this life, it was fascinating that they didn't have an atheistic viewpoint that we're, well, we're done. We're done. Even you seeing, you feel for these creatures as they're being crushed in this one scene and you're you're seeing them reach out and you're going, no. And you're going, wait a minute, they're robots and they're, Mm -hmm. wait a minute, they're CGI, but it's still, you do, you feel for them. And it's because I think of our humanity, because we look at that, but also because we have a caring and loving God that looks over us. And has created us that we do have this empathy, this sympathy, and this love, even for some of the things that we've created. So I, I think that that's mm. even even kind of the split. You've kind of seen the broken world that we that it it represents in the sense it's the divided world that it is. But yet how. It, it still got very messy because you're going so am I who am I who am I against here why am yeah. I against these people so I think that they're even all also me looking at family and loyalty mm. along those lines I love what you brought up about the whole worship aspect I hadn't really even tapped into that except for there is a primary scene that you go wow I mean even the fact that sh- the Nirmada is actually at like a it's a monastery type atmosphere you're going oh. Oh, my goodness. that is that is fascinating that they leaned into that, mm. opposed to just kind of being it's just in a sterile a sterile studio somewhere that's a lab. yeah, that's making-
0: and And even in the fact like bringing all of these different things up, I feel like it it's probably clear to everyone listening that there is so much in this movie. the fact that they try right. like they are dealing with all of this sort of stuff. Then there is like there's a there's a love story in John David Washington's character. Mm. like he has he has his own narrative that's playing out within a movie that's trying to touch on all of these different things. And so there is, like, ne- none of these things necessarily are done completely or fully because of just how much they're trying to wrestle with, I think, but it gives you so many discussion points. And even that concept of freedom that I mentioned a moment ago of how Alfie's greatest desire is to just be free, it's interesting to consider because you see the humanity in artificial intelligence, what that intelligence is this is my me trying to sum up this, right? Like if you think of a robot wanting freedom, what are they wanting freedom from? Like they're wanting a freedom from a master potentially. They're wanting mm. freedom for this intelligence that they realize that they have had to be able to do its own thing. It's like intelligence without boundary is almost what they're craving because I think for, for Alfie, what freedom could you possibly be desiring? And it's right. for everything you've realized you are to not have a bound, to not have something that it answers to. And so even in that concept, is that something that's completely ridiculous or is that something that the things we make, the possibilities of artificial intelligence down the line, is it going to want to be set free from the (laughs) algorithm, right? Like if we put intelligence in something, is it going to realise that it's computer coded And how does it get out of that? And then I wonder, is that meant to reflect to the human reality? Again, if you believe that we're created by God and that he has given us free will and that we sit within that, it's like, I'm sure there are people that, you know, like it or not, if God created us and we have free will, that is a system that we live in. Like it has been created and it is designed and we are sitting in it, whether we like it or not. And I wonder if there's people that go... I don't want that. I don't want to believe that. I just wish I could be free of having to answer to something, can wrestle with these questions. We have to accept that that's kind of what we sit in. So it's like, I, I wonder if in talking about artificial intelligence desire for freedom, is that meant to be tying into some in humanity who would love freedom from even having to ask the question of, is there a God and do I believe in it?
1: Right. Yeah, there you go. I think these are these are great discussion points because I think that it really just opens up what, because again, I, I can't speak into what the writers were talking about, but it really just opens the door to love. I mean, even looking at the love we have and also the interconnectedness, it's not only even just to God, but you can look at she, you know, Alfie's looking for freedom, but really she, what she seems to almost want is freedom for all robots, mm-hmm. you know, or for all of it. And so within that, for her to cause or potentially bring about that freedom is it more for an interconnectedness so in essence she's not really free just to do her own thing mm-hmm. Because on t- on top of it, she's kind of considered to be this superpower now, yeah. and so what does that mean as far as in her relationship to the rest of not only just mm. her kind, but then also for all of the those who exist on this earth? So it's uh it opens up the doors mm. for so many great conversations, and so that's many. probably what kind of kind of helps this. I don't know. Does that help it for you to be on your watch list, mm. or is it what? What are your thoughts about that?
0: It definitely is one that is worth the watch for the discussions, and we haven't even touched on the fact that Alfie is a child and the only child that they – there's a conversation they have about the fact that now artificial intelligence is designed in the form of a child and so that makes her more endearing and – yet she's meant to be a weapon. So there's something in that too, of like if we if we house something dangerous and potentially risky in this really appealing, really cute-cheeked, like beautiful little face, are we going to be more open to it and feel less threatened by it because of how it is presented? And that in and of itself brings a whole new conversation to light about- Oh my you know, goodness.
1: Well, come on, things- I mean, if that doesn't point back to Jesus's story right there, you know, I mean, granted, boy, girl, I, I get it's different, but the fact that it, the savior- Comes in the form of a child, an innocent Hmm. child who's still kind of learning and all these different things, but yet it has the child
0: innocent. (laughs) The
1: child innocent, well, because it's also more aware Hmm. at her. Stage of creation, I mm. guess it's kind of hard to say because she's this more of a symbiote. But it, you know that. But even looking at Jesus at the age of eleven and what he's able to know and teach, mm. even those in the synagogue, you know what you're able to kind of go to. Oh, I mean, well, that, that's the only thing about it. It's like when they're kind of taking from all of these different ideas, but yes. so much of it is very biblically related mm. that it's not too hard to kind of make these steps, these uh, right right back to a biblical conversation, which mm. is obviously what we love doing. So. And yes, yeah, it's, it's
0: it's certainly going to be a movie that prompts some of these discussions. So, is it on the watch list? I would say, I would say yes, because it's interesting. It's something unique. It's something different. There's nothing out at the moment that is having this right. conversation in the way that it is. Yes, you've got artificial intelligence being a real focus in society as a whole at the moment. But I think you're going to be entertained. You're going to think about something a little bit deep, more deeply. And it's going to be like it's going to be a good night out if you go and watch it. Is it the best? movie ever? No. Is it the most well put together movie that deals with artificial intelligence and robots? Maybe not, but it's certainly, I'm glad they had a crack at it. And I think it's a useful one to engage with.
1: Honestly, I, when I first came out, I was like going, nah, not too much. But then as I ruminated on it, kind of thought about it, let it kind of sink in. I'm going, Oh, honestly, I I would love to have conversations with people after this film. Mm. It'd probably be the only thing that would drive me back to the cinemas to to go back and see it. It it would be the value of the conversations that would come afterwards. And I'd hope that that's what people would really gain by it. So I would put it on the watch list because on top of it, it was entertaining. Mm. I mean, no, I'm not going to necessarily like with Blade Runner or with some of these other films that i have watched on auto repeat for so many years. I don't know if this, the creator will get to that level, but it is definitely, worth engaging with and honestly for especially as people are heading out to the cinemas looking for something this is actually worthwhile engaging with opposed yep. to some of the content that comes out in october so all right well there you go well we why well, we did it in one film i mean i guess we talked a lot about movies but it, it, i love this I, the fact that we were able to do this and also it's always an, uh, such a pleasure to get to work with you and obviously with the laura bennett intelligence that there is so <laughs> so we were able to kind of benefit from that and as far as we looked at it, artificial intelligence because we've Uh, But make sure you're subscribing to the, you know, obviously the podcast and also you can go to things on our YouTube channel, but also Laura, you have some other podcasts that you do, right? Yeah,
0: you can check out and I mean, right back at you. It's always great to have good discussions about movies, but you can find so many other uh, podcasts from Hope 1032 on our website. You can find them on the Hope Media app where you can also link into this podcast as well. And uh, of course, subscribe to the watch list so you get the updates and you can find video versions of uh, these discussions too on our Hope 1032 YouTube channel.
1: That's right. So it's good, and also check out our reviews because Laura does reviews online. Also, I do reviews at RealDialogue.com. And so, hey, just want to make sure we finish this right mm-hmm.
0: oh. and understand
1: this for the watch list.
0: Get your we back. back. <laughs> <laughs> we will be back.
1: We will be back.
0: This HOPE podcast brought to you by the Centre for Public Christianity. Does the future feel uncertain to you? Overwhelming, even? Apparently we're lonelier and more anxious than ever. Whatever happened to HOPE? This year, CPX is rediscovering HOPE with clinical psychologist Lisa Aitken, who'll give a public lecture in Perth on October 26 and Sydney on November 1. Tickets at publicchristianity.org. Come along. We need all the hope we can get.